Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, offering quality live programming with holistic, spiritual, psychic, and metaphysical hosts. Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the Hour of Truth, with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. A very warm welcome and a happy new year to our regular listeners and those who are new to A Serious Radio Live, brought to you on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio every third Tuesday monthly at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. UK Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. A Serious Radio Live invites you to discover the cosmic message for this age revealed through legendary master of yoga and world-renowned medium, Dr. George King, between 1954 and 1997. As always, please be prepared for another amazing show covering fascinating topics such as karma, UFOs, the Mother Earth, the New World, the Next Master, life on other planets, and so much more. Well, today, on a serious radio live, your hosts, Richard Lawrence, and Chrissy Blaze will be talking about our master, the next master, man for man. So it is my very great pleasure to hand over quickly to Richard and Chrissy. Thank, Thank you very you. much, Nikki. <laughs> Thank you very much, Nikki. And hello, Chrissy. Hello, Richard. And hello, everybody listening around yeah, the happy world. Happy New Thank Year you. to every all our listeners, yes. Yes, have a wonderful 2019, as they say in America, 2019. And, a, and welcome to our centenary year, because it's uh, this year, of course, is the anniversary in, in just a few days' time of the birth on this planet of Dr. George King. Absolutely, so, and that leads us into the topic of today. Our mm-hmm. master, of course, is Dr. George King, and regular listeners will know that we often talk about Dr. King. He's the, uh, the foundation of our lives, of the Ethereum Society. And today, we're also going to talk about um, the next master, our master, the next master, man for man. Now, the next master, for those of you who are new, um, there will come a time when a cosmic master, an extraterrestrial adept, a great master from another planet, will come to Earth and walk openly among us for all to see. Uh, we don't know exactly when this will happen or who it will be, but we have been told clearly that this will happen. And in fact, not just uh, the Ethereum Society believes that, but many uh, religions throughout the world talk about the coming of another great master, another great avatar. Now, the Master Jesus, the Lord Buddha, Sri Krishna, certain other great spiritual figures who came to earth from other planets came through the limitation, a tremendous limitation of being born into an earth body and living among us. And also, Dr. George King is among those. Um, they had, because of this limitation, only a fraction of their true mental, psychic, spiritual abilities. But even so, because of their stature, their cosmic stature, they still had tremendous power uh, in comparison with average earth person and when the next master comes to earth though the situation will be very different he will come with all his powers as a cosmic being and will prove his credentials so that there can be no doubt whatsoever about who he really is and in the last show uh, we talked about um, this coming and what's called the lord's declaration this declaration was given on November the 23rd, 1958, about this coming of another master to this earth and how he would come with full powers. His magic will be greater than the combined materialistic might of all the armies and so forth. And um, this is just a wonderful declaration. And this will be proven even to the most cynical, uh, skeptical person. And following his arrival on earth, um, those people who persist in the path of, of violence, of greed, of war, etc., will see
cease to be able to reincarnate on this earth. And this is because the vibrations of the earth are rising since the initiation of earth, which we've also talked about previously in a previous show. The vibrations are rising and they would be no longer able to live in this high vibration. And so uh, with the compassion of the great law, they will be reborn on another younger planet, a less advanced planet. And those people, those people of pure heart, uh, not of one particular religion or other, but all those people um, who um, want to serve their fellow man and have great reverence for the earth and so forth, will then be here to help build a new world of peace and enlightenment, this new age that we talk about, unencumbered by uh, the warmongers and materialists who have held up, really, the humanity for, for millennia. And um, this, the prophecy, which you can hear in full in the last show, the Lord's Declaration, is really an inspiring message of hope for all spiritual workers, all of the people of good heart who are prepared to roll up their sleeves and work for a better world. But also this message, of course, has a great responsibility to help as many people as possible prior to this great arrival. And, uh, and so this is the next master, the coming of the next master, and our master, man for man. So, Richard, would you like yes. to... Uh, Gosh, that was an an excellent dissertation, if I may say there, Chrissy, and summarising a a very advanced and, in a way, it has to be said, quite heavy message, really. And this programme that we're we're doing now really emerged out of the last one two months ago. And by the way, congratulations to you and Alison on the last show in December, which some people really loved. We, We got fantastic feedback. But going back to the November show, we we were getting into quite a lot of depth, as a matter of fact. And we did get some really nice comments, but also one or two who needed a bit more explanation. So I'd like to just, if we could, Chrissy, before we carry on with your very important points there about the next master, because one of the things I think that really came out of that show was the fact that our master had changed the mission of the next master. And we'll explain what we mean by that as we progress. But you referred to the Lord's Declaration and one revelation that we made that has got some people thinking and got me thinking, never mind anyone else, I think it's quite an incredible statement, uh, was the fact that uh, Dr. King in a lecture in sometime after the completion of Starlight in, in Britain, which would be the spring of 1959, I believe at an annual general meeting, he made this statement Uh, that he was told, um, and I I quote here, that which spoke to you created this earth. Uh, That's a reference to the being, the Lord of Karma, who delivered the Lord's declaration. And then we extrapolated from that, and we looked at a, a revelation that had been made on a couple of occasions by Dr. King about the creation of this planet billions of years ago. In a lecture uh, on the Twelve Blessings in Detroit in January 1960, Dr. King said this of the Mother Earth, and, and I now quote, It is a living being. It is an intelligent living being. It is an intelligent living being with feelings like we have feelings. It has a mother and a father like we have a mother and a father. The father of this earth is the sun, and the mother of this earth is the planet Uranus. And this is one of the daughters of the sun. That's quite an amazing revelation, um, and it's got a lot of people thinking. And then later in another lecture, this would now be in October 1964, uh, Dr. King said this, A vibration was sent out from the sun. And as a result of the positive vibration from the sun, meeting the negative vibration from Uranus, this earth was the result. Now, I I must explain that the word negative there is uh, not 
meant in any kind of critical manner at all quite the contrary it's a polarity and it's a, uh, a preservative vibration that is being referred to there but the creative vibration the positive vibration came according to dr king from the sun as one would expect if you really think about it because all life in this solar system we were told many years ago by the master theorists is solidified sunlight the prana comes from and through the sun that's the energy of this solar system so all things are created by that energy or from that energy so now coming back to the statement which some people have have, have questioned uh, not questioned whether it's true but question what does it mean that which spoke to you created this earth this must be a reference, I would say, to the sun, because it was the sun that created the earth. Now, does that mean, then, somebody might ask, and I think some people are thinking, I'm so glad people are thinking, because this is real food for thought, and please do forgive us, uh, especially me, if I pile on the information too densely. I think it's important that uh, we make sure it's quite understandable we're not trying to make things complicated at all. Quite the contrary. We want to keep them as simple as we can. But some of the revelations on Ethereum Radio Live are extremely advanced and completely unique. They've never been given before. So coming back to the statement, that which spoke to you created this earth, and coming back to the fact that the sun created the earth, or let me use the Dr. King's words, a vibration was sent out from the sun, then we can look, I think, to really understand this, if you're interested in doing so, and one of our aims here is to help us all to study our teachings and try and go as deeply as we can into them. And the place to go then would be the ninth freedom, which is about the solar lords. It's not about the sun per se. In fact, it's about those lords who live upon and within uh, the sun the residents if you like of the sun the beings there they're more than residents they're extremely active and on studying that ninth freedom you'll find and I'm just going to give one quote from it because I don't want to get expect people to remember all these different things it's, it's too much to have thrown at you I do appreciate that but this is just one quote about these lords of the sun Together they blend to form the mighty sun. Not the essential life of the sun, but its very radiations. So the radiations, and you could say the vibrations that come from the sun, come actually from the lords of the sun, which are part of the sun, but they're not the very essential life of it. There seems to be a kind of a oneness, uh, between those intelligences and the sun upon which they are live and are connected, uh, which we, we, we probably couldn't really understand. So it's possible, I can't say this as fact, that the statement, and I'll say it again, that which spoke to you created this earth, could refer to a lord of the sun, possibly. And to me, this would make really, although it's incredible revelation, um, a lot of sense, really, because, <laughs> not that it matters what I think, it doesn't, it's irrelevant what I think, but it does have a lot of sense to it, because it was a lord of the sun through whom the initiation of earth took place. The energy was sent through a lord of the sun to the earth for her initiation. And the coming of the next master is completely connected to the initiation of earth and it could be quite significant i would say that therefore it was that level of intelligence which brought about the giving as a voice of the lord's declaration how he did how it did that we don't know but it would be very, certainly doable and and uh, Dr. King did compare it to the voice heard by Moses in the giving of the Ten Commandments, which of course have underlined certainly Western culture, or they haven't been followed too well, but they've underlined 
through several religions uh, for thousands of years. So, I mean, Thanks that, so I hope, is a bit of explanation, Chrissy. Yeah. Yes, it is, indeed. Thank you. Um, and also, Dr. King's uh, treatise on how the earth was formed is very fascinating, uh, like a deep metaphysical treatise that has a certain warmth in it. And I was, I was looking up uh, the astronomical um, view of how the earth is formed. And in fact, it's, it's similar, but it's, it's much colder that, that the, the planets are formed from the solar nebulae nebula. Um, so again, there's this uh, theory, astronomical theory, that the Earth is born from the sun, but oh, the way Dr. King explains it is a much deeper metaphysical treatise, and one with great warmth, I think, and we, we understand from that that the planets are real, they have feelings, great feelings, much mm. more so than we do, and I think this is um, quite a revelation, isn't it, that as well as what you've just been saying about the, the voice. Yes, and I think taking up some of the points that you were making, Chrissy, earlier about the fact that many religions and traditions of various kinds have spoken about a coming. Um, they have spoken about an apocalypse too, actually, and they have spoken about a great new age following that apocalypse or that cataclysm that will come to this earth. Uh, this is not unique to the Aetherius Society at all, and it's extremely ancient. The one thing, uh, and I, I, I will give some examples of those, by the way, but the one thing that is unique to us is the reason for it. I, I haven't, let me say I haven't encountered, anyway, anyone else who has identified the reason for these events, and that reason is the initiation of Earth. Uh, without understanding that, these prophecies, and they do tally with each other incredibly, actually. I mean, they vary on the identity of the next master and, and some of the details like that. They usually attribute it to their own religious belief or their own uh, named God or what have you. But that aside, and, and uh, my understanding from Dr. King is it's quite possible that hasn't yet been decided uh, the identity of, of the next master but that could be true or not but he certainly was musing one day uh, as I think I mentioned in the last program we did on this about who it might be and whether it could even be him but we'll come on to that later uh, but the initiation of earth is the whole reason for it it's because there's going to be this great change when the, the energies of the initiation are released that's why the sorting takes place. That's why people have to change. That's why some of these cataclysms and catastrophes will and are occurring and would have been far, far worse. And that's why some people will not be able to live here. Otherwise, without understanding that, it almost sounds like a whimsical punishment from some divine source who's just sort of decided it's had enough and uh, get your act together or go and it's not like that it's it's because the earth is going through this change now just to name some of those sources this is just a a little bit of, of research i did some years ago and I, I i won't go into depth on each one of them but and some of these mention the next martyr some don't some mention the catastrophes and I'll throw this out to people for their consideration, if I can, Chrissy. Um, thousands of years ago, the Hindu scribes warned of a dark age, which they called Kali Yuga. They wrote of the destruction and strife which will arise in those days, which many believe to be the period we are now living through. They spoke of an avatar, and some gave the name of that avatar, Kalki, who will come to establish a new spiritual order. Uh, in ancient Greece, in the 8th century BC, Hesiod spoke of the final days of warfaring and social upheaval in which Zeus would destroy humanity's wickedness. Uh, I do want to say, by the way, that today in this broadcast, because there's enough to say, we are not going to be touching on prophecies about the battle between good and evil or Armageddon as it's known by some uh, that will do next month that's a that's a, a broadcast in itself but these this does come up in some of these prophecies and then there's the Mayan prophecies quite well known 
that they focus mainly on 2012 because some believe that's when their calendar ends. And they talked about cataclysm, flooding, natural disasters. And some say that they see this being followed by a great new age. And some Mayan traditions, I understand, speak of the return of gods. And they give their names Kukulkan and Bolon Yokte. And then the Aztecs from South America prophesy the return of Quetzalcoatl, the ancient ruler of the Toltecs, to bring in a reign of peace and spiritual order. The Hopi Indians from North America predict the arrival of Pahana at the time of great purification. And some of them say that he will travel to other planets, which is interesting, Chrissy. Oh, really? uh, yes. The Old Testament, of course, prophesies the coming of a Messiah. And some now Christians believe this to be Jesus, but... In the traditional Jewish calendar, they don't. There are, of course, differences. A, a religion will tend to think it's their own uh, saviour that will come. The New Testament talks about the Son of Man coming to earth in a cloud. You know, these clouds that we see in the Bible that travel around and intelligences inside them to bring redemption after a period of natural disaster or distress. Some Sufis prophesy the coming of a, a messiah and ancient Egyptian legends. I could go on. Zoroastrians, uh, even the Theosophists have some prophecies along these lines. So it's a very much across-the-board thing. Some of the elements are in some of the prophecies and some are in others. But, as I say, the key thing that Dr. King has revealed is the reason for it, the initiation of Earth. Well, that's very fascinating, all those um, examples, Richard, and I... I know that uh, you've written books, including uh, some of those, and I yes. uh, wondered if we could do a little plug for that. Was that Contacts with the Gods from Space? Well, uh, Contacts from the Gods from Space, and my uh, particularly, actually, Contacts from the Gods from Space, but also the, the UFO book, I did UFOs and the Extraterrestrial Message, do touch upon some of these things. Not necessarily all those examples, but certainly uh, the essence of it, yes. And I should say, Contacts with Gods from Space is Dr. King's book. I, I was privileged to, to co-author it with him, but it's his book. Yes, but I just wanted to say, if listeners are interested to know more about this, these are really a fantastic books that you can Thank get you. hold of via our website. Or Amazon, I believe. Yeah, I mean, just to give one example, um, the you know actual quote, there's a thing called the Dresden Codex, written on flattened fig bark, covered in lime paste, and it describes uh, rains coming from black clouds in the sky, as well as lightning, which some have interpreted as being nuclear fallout at the end of the world. That's to do with the, I believe, that's to do with the Mayan calendar. And then there's biblical prophets such as Joel, who talked of wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And of course, terrible uh, meaning awesome, I think, in that sense. Um, and then you, uh, we, I've mentioned um, the, the prophecies about Jesus coming um, and so on. We, we, we know one thing, actually, that it won't be uh, Jesus, the Master Jesus. In fact, Alison did a bit of research on this, and we have a transmission called The One Who Came in Grace. Some of our members will know that transmission. You can obtain that transmission uh, from us. And in it, the Master Jesus said that this, I'll quote it exactly. The next one who cometh with the silver wings of wisdom sprouting from his head will come without that cloud of mystery which surrounded my birth upon this earth so the whole world will know of this coming. And then Alison breaks that down. She says the Greek god Hermes is depicted wearing a winged helmet and winged sandals. He's the messenger and herald of the gods. And the attributes of Hermes or the Roman Mercury are symbolic of the powers of the next master. He will come down from the skies extraterrestrial and he has the rod of power, uh, the caduceus, represented by two snakes intertwined around a rod. And this is to do with Kundalini and Kabbalistic um, interpretations. There's all these many, many things. I think people are getting the picture that we have a common thread here from many different traditions, but all of them missing this vital fact as to why all this will suddenly happen. And, of course, it is because the Earth, sooner or later, 
will have to accept her initiation and release her energies. Exactly. And I think a lot of people... Actually, I was reading a poll, Richard, um, conducted a few years ago across 20 countries. They found that over 14% people believe in the end times. Armageddon, mm. what, I know this is more about mm-hmm. the next show, but that mm. the world would end in their lifetime even. Um, yes. This is 14% worldwide. And in the UK, mm. in 2015, this poll said 23% of the general public believed and that this, the world was, would be likely to occur in their lifetime, the end of the world. So this, mm. you, know, you might think, well, this is, how can, you know, this is an unusual belief, but actually it's not. It's a very, very widely held. In fact, it's almost uh, startling that different traditions who didn't necessarily have access to the other traditions because, you know, these things weren't readily available to necessarily to some of these uh, South American cultures and so on. They didn't necessarily know what the biblical prophecies were or what ancient Greek prophecies were or Egyptian prophecies were. All have these common threads. And this is something which goes way, way back. And I want to mention, if I may, Chrissy, that uh, Dr. King made a very, very interesting and important revelation that the cosmic plan was originally devised by none other than the intelligence known as the Sanat Kamara. Now, now the Sanat Kamara, just to, especially for our newer listeners, is an intelligence who came to earth um, when we came to earth and and people might remember the terrible tragedy of the destruction of Maldek and and, and this is all covered I think a lot of our listeners have a copy of the Nine Freedoms if not we strongly recommend it and if you do you'll find this in the introduction to the Nine Freedoms um, that we destroyed a planet known as Maldek and then we came here uh, thanks to the Mother Earth, allowed us to come here, and at that time, the the, the Sanat Kamara came as well. And the Mar- Dr. King revealed in one of his lectures back in 1959 that even in those days, the Sanat Kamara had a plan, and he said it was a plan which is working out today. He worked his plan out for millions and millions of years, right into the future. And he's also stated, yeah, yeah. I Sorry, that I was, was going to over 18 million years ago. We were exactly. Told. Yes, thank you for that. Yeah, over 18 million years ago. And the other thing that Dr. King revealed about that is that the, the Sanit Kamara came more for the Earth than he came for humanity. He came for both, but his main focus, above all else, was on the well-being of the planet. So one, this I think we can guarantee, we can be sure that absolutely central to that plan must have been this initiation as well. Even then, I mean, I don't know how long exactly uh, that initiation has been due. We know that the Mother Earth has delayed it. We know she could have had it a very, very long time ago, but didn't do so because of the effect it would have on humanity, not being able to withstand these high vibrational changes. Uh, But that plan must have been worked out a long time ago, quite probably millions of years ago. And with it, I would have thought, I don't know this, but the coming of the next master, because the next master is coming in order to give everyone the chance by demonstrating and proving beyond all doubt his authenticity to change before the sorting takes place. I think that's probably Nikki, isn't it, Chrissy, to give us our um, our halfway announcements? The time already, yes. Goodness. Over to Nikki. Thank you, Richard. Well, time does fly. And thank you so very much, Richard and Chrissy, for a fascinating first half of this show. You are listening to A Serious Radio Live with hosts Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze talking about our master, the next master, man for man. As already mentioned, 
this year, 2019, we are celebrating the centennial year of the birth of Dr. George King, not only with a wonderful program of events, but also the launch of his much-awaited biography. Dr. King's birthday on January 23rd will be joyfully celebrated at a series centers around Theory Society centres around the world as we mark the 100th anniversary of his birth. Throughout this year, there will be special, several, many activities in his honour. So please visit ethereus.org for more details of those being held in your area. Just to mention a few among some of these special events in January are at the Michigan branch, Royal Oak, Wednesday, January 23rd, sees at 8 p.m. the commemoration service for the birth of Dr. George King. Saturday, January 26th, at 2 p.m., there will be an Operation Prayer Power charging session dedicated to him. At the Aetherius Temple in London, Wednesday, January 23rd again, this time at 8 p.m., there will be a special audiovisual presentation followed by a celebratory social. Sunday, January 27th at 11 a.m., there will be the service to commemorate his birth. Later that day, at 2.15 p.m., there will be an Operation Prayer Power charging session dedicated to him. I'm sure you will all be pleased to hear that the spiritual energy invoked during the special Operation Prayer Power charging sessions held to mark Dr. King's birth will be released at specific times during 2019 in his honour. Every Saturday and Sunday, you are warmly welcome to join us in the live online 12 Blessings services. And to find out more, please visit 12blessings.org. That's 12 in digits. For more details regarding regular activities at the Michigan branch, please visit ethereusmi.org. And again, please visit ethereus.org for full details of all the events that will be happening this year. The next Aetherius Radio Live show will be on February the 19th, as already mentioned, when Richard and Chrissy will be talking about a truly fascinating topic. What happened to Armageddon? So that's it for now. So I'm very pleased to return you to your hosts, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Thank well, you again, Nikki. Yes, that's great. Yeah. Gosh, Chrissy, I oh. hope um, we aren't coming on too uh, strong again with too much intense information there. People can always um, contact us, can't they, and ask they can. questions if they have They afterwards. certainly can, yes. You're very welcome to do that. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So we were just talking there about this very ancient plan which had built into it uh, at some point the, the initiation of Earth and connected to the initiation of Earth, the coming of the next master, to give people that final proof and that final opportunity to change before those who don't, as the Lord's Declaration says, heed his words, shall be removed from the Earth. Now, talking of that, Chrissy, a very interesting revelation was made uh, in 1965, in, in the transmission, actually, after which we take uh, the opening words of our broadcast every, every month. This is the hour of truth. Yes. And this is a transmission by the Master Etherius. And in that, the Master Etherius, speaking through Dr. King, after a mission called Operation Blue Water... I think we've spoken about this before. Uh, very advanced mission, actually. But stated that a long time ago, uh, in fact, it, following the fall of Atlantis, the Mother Earth was asked to take her initiation then. So, that's, so that is, well, we, uh, Dr. King said at one point, 100,000 years ago. It could be hundreds of thousands of years ago. It's a long time ago. Um, and, but the revelation made by the Master Etherius is that after the fall of Atlantis, had the Earth then taken her initiation, we would have been thrown into, and I quote now exactly, an etheric vortex which would end up on an obscure realm and there it would take you 
thousands of years to gain sufficient experience to be able to come onto a realm where you could be protected. That's what would have happened then. And in a separate talk, even actually just about a month before that transmission, Dr. King said this, and it's published in one of our newsletters, a hundred thousand years ago, when you were still digging yourselves out of the slime caused by the fall of Atlantis, the earth upon which you live could then have shaken from her back all men so that they were thrown into thousands of years of confusion on the other subtle planes, so that when rebirth was suffered, it came about under the most absurd and difficult conditions upon some young world completely unsuitable for life as you know it. Now, that's a pretty devastating thing. Now, the Mother Earth did not take her initiation for that reason, we're told in order to prevent us being thrown into this etheric vortex on an obscure realm. We don't know where that would be, whether it would be in this galaxy, we assume, we don't know where, whether it would even be in this solar system. And, and obviously, then, then we're told that by, the, by Dr. King that uh, we'd be eventually uh, able to uh, reincarnate on a young world completely unsuitable for life as we know it now that, and that he said would be after thousands of years of confusion that's what would have happened to us then what has changed in the plan is that now we're told there is a planet and this is what I want to stress here because some of those who are familiar with our teachings and when one mentions the new planet see it almost as a punishment as, as a retrograde step well it is a retrograde step and there's no question about that and we in the Ethereum Society are doing all we can our main cause in a way is to enable as many people as possible to remain on earth um, but the existence of this new planet compared with that etheric vortex on an obscure realm is a very compassionate thing it's not a punishment, it's giving people a chance to gain the experience they will have absolutely demanded uh, by rejecting even the coming of the next master and the proof that he will give everyone upon earth. Um, so th th there is great compassion in this plan. I think yes, now... You're sorry, Chrissy, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I was just going to say humanity as a whole we take so so much for granted that we live on this most beautiful planet and yet still we make war and so forth so you can see that it, a change has to come and many people agree with that and as richard said this is a compassionate move um to make but of course it's not one that we want to strive for and no. the, the great thing the cosmic plan that Richard just referred to is such a compassionate thing. It's such a hopeful thing that, um, and important that we know about it because then we can cooperate with it. And as, I, as we said earlier, it doesn't mean to say we have to be in the Ethereum society or any particular religion. We just have to do all we can um, to serve, to express our love, to help other people. And ba basically what all the major religions have taught us over the centuries uh, we have to do this to remain on this beautiful planet and so forth. And um, But still, as Richard said, there is compassion and that we will have the chance, those of, those of us who doesn't, don't want to change, to go to another planet. Yes, and, and put very simply, what we're all going to have to do, and this is demanding for all of us, and I think this is one of the main purposes and reasons of the existence of the Ethereum Society, more than I think any other organization on earth other than the spiritual hierarchy of earth itself, we all have to be able to adapt ourselves uh, to this higher vibration that will be there. Yes. It's not so much a question of you've got to believe this, that or the other. That will happen. That will be a natural result of raising your vibrations. It's a question of turning to the light. And yes. I do think, uh, Chrissy, we probably should now read the quote which this particular show we're doing tonight is based on or, or today if it's if you're in another time zone and that is the one that the master Aetherius 
made in his what we call his star pupil transmission it was a transmission delivered in the final years of Dr. King was in August 1990 it was a mental transmission it was not a transmission that Dr. King wanted to take he never liked to take a transmission that was very complimentary to himself it was one the master Ethereus laid down the law as it were and insisted that had to be delivered and it was delivered and I for one am really thankful that it was delivered and in it, and we're not going to read it all, we're just going to read at the moment one uh, paragraph in it, three sentences, and they are these. The next master is coming to earth at a classified time. He will come with all the powers, but man for man, he will not be any better than the man who has been among you for many years. Yes, that's um, that's a fantastic statement. It is when you consider the tremendous powers that this 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 next master will have, and I think it's worth explaining that a little bit. He will come openly. Uh, he will come as a cosmic intelligence, possibly, probably in a spacecraft. Uh, that hasn't been absolutely specified. But certainly, openly, his, his origins will be known and he will have the powers. He will have all the powers, unlike um, masters like Jesus and Buddha and Sri Krishna and, and Dr. King and others who were born through the womb, as you said earlier, Chrissy, of, of earth women. He will come with the powers. But because of that, though, it will be far more tantamount to divine intervention. Now, there is one thing I'd like to just share with everybody, um, and, and that is that, and I think we've talked about this before, but I, I, I certainly think it's very revealing in order to understand what it was like, or try to understand, we can't really understand, but to try to understand what it was actually be like to be in Dr. King's position. It's a very good exercise, or indeed the position of any uh, planetary one as the fourth blessing refers to them, who comes here. I think it behoves us to do that. I don't think people do do that. I think people take them for granted and just look at what they've done for us and not what it was like for them. And I can say that Dr. King shared on more than one occasion with a number of people that his, the greatest cause of his personal suffering was the fact that he did not have his powers. He did not have his own powers. He should have been able to heal instantly. I mean, he was a wonderful healer. I experienced it myself. Possibly you did too, Chrissy. But he should have been able to have the powers to raise the dead and, and far, far more than that. Um, he was limited by karma. He accepted, as they all did, through this rebirth, very limiting karma. Now, within that context, he performed miracle after miracle, after miracle. I mean, I mentioned Operation Blue Water as just one example. And the master theorist did tell us that there was no one else uh, on Earth, and no one in a terrestrial body, who could have done that, uh, that particular mission. Uh, I'll give you the exact quote. Operation Blue Water could only have been successfully executed by George King. There is no one else in a terrestrial body who could have so quickly designed an instrument capable of the radiation of energies through quite a depth of coastal waters. Now, Operation Blue Water, I think, is, is another subject. It's worthy of study, um, and, and we welcome your, your study of it. it. It's interesting that when Operation Blue Water occurred, which was in 1963 and 4, um, it did not receive the same support uh, financially and in other ways that Operation Starlight, that, that we spoke about last time, the charging of the Holy Mountains had received. It was more advanced, more difficult to understand for a lot of people, but one of the effects of it was to save us from massive flooding. Um, it would have been, and it was down the... Interestingly, actually, Christy, I happened to be watching a television program over the Christmas New Year period, um, and some scientists were on there saying 
that it was amazing to them, these were seismologists in the area of California, that there hadn't yet been a massive um, flood in the, on the California coast up to Portland in Oregon. Oh, really? And they, they specified Portland in Oregon. And that's exactly the area that the master ethereists specified that this flood would have happened. And it would have been a devastating flood of Noah-type proportions, if you don't mind me using the biblical reference. Uh, the type of flooding that was prophesied in some of those sources we mentioned earlier. And Dr. King, through his role in Operation Blue Water, prevented that happening. And that's just one, is a very great example, but it's only one example of the kind of interventions that he performed, but performed not uh, with all the powers, such as the next master will have, but in an earth physical body, born through the womb of a woman, uh, on earth. Richard, I wonder if people might wonder why the cosmic masters come to this earth without the powers. Why do, why do they... Mm choose to be born uh, through the womb of a woman and with yes. great limitation. Yes, absolutely. Very good point. And I, I think um, what I would say, and this, is, this struck me very forcibly actually after the show we did in November, that although the master suffered in a way we can't understand because we don't have those powers we have never had those powers he came from a world where he had those powers and he was denied them. But one power he had, much greater um, than the next master in one way, certainly, certainly in one aspect, is karmic power. He had accepted that karmic limitation. This enabled him to do things. I mean, if you take Operation Blue Water as one example, the master theorist explained that had it been performed in another way it would have had to be performed anyway because it was an essential um, mission prior to the initiation of earth prior to and just after the initiation of earth that he stated it would have happened but had it happened without the karmic intervention and ability of dr george king helped by his crew then the karma would have been completely different and that's why this tremendous flooding would have occurred. It's the karmic situation that's different. We were talking last time, weren't we, about the holy mountains, which originally, the practice of the Twelve Blessings on the holy mountains, would have occurred in 2010, 52 years later, or, or perhaps a little after that, because the statement was made after 1958. But certainly 2010, 11, perhaps 12, no later than that. That's when it would have originally been given to us. Now, by then, based on what would have happened without Dr. King and the missions he performed here, we're not even touching on this program on Armageddon, um, we would have had devastation here. People might have all, the next master might have already come. Uh, people might have already been removed from this earth to the new planet. And because so the humanity's um, collective karma is such that we. we we deserve this type of thing exactly. to happen, right? Exactly, exactly. And so that, that, that practice of the 12 blessings on the mountains might have been for new age aspirants, truly new age aspirants who had managed to stay here, who turned to the light uh, and, and were doing that. It would have been a very different thing. But again, because of his karmic position, Dr. King climbing those mountains between 1958 and 1961 this My karmic position, enabled, I'm sorry, you mean, so um, he chose to take this limitation. But yes, he because, he was in a because it was a man in a terrestrial body, uh, purportedly an earth man in a way, he was accepting the limitation of being an earth person, even though we know that wasn't his source. Coming back to your question about why would they do that, uh, they, I mean, the, the main reason why they would do that is because our karma is so bad so poor, we don't deserve the kind of direct intervention that would mean them coming down here openly with all the powers in their spacecraft and helping us openly. And so they had to take on and pay the price through this terrible suffering of being born through the, earth, uh, the, the, the womb of an earth woman and living as a terrestrial person. 
But that also, and the point I'm going on to there, mm-hmm. gives them a certain karmic power, right. karmic power, that they wouldn't have had in the same way if they'd come as an outside intervening force. Yes, very interesting point. Yeah, mm. thank you. Uh, but the price paid for that was Dr. King's suffering. And then you can go through his life and you can go through all those missions and, and the missions we're still doing today. I, I think it is very relevant to the Ethereum Society worldwide because we are carrying on. I mean, it's his magic. It's, it's King Yoga. It's what he's left behind. Uh, the same thing. We are enabling people to remain on Earth. People who might have otherwise already been on the new planet. Now, um, because of the missions we're still doing, which is sending out energy, and of course things like Operation Sunbeam, and all the other missions we're doing, which are balancing karma, and we are ordinary terrestrial beings, which strangely gives it more power. I mean, if you take Operation Sunbeam, the Ascended Masters made a deliberate decision not to do Operation Sunbeam in any areas which the Ethereum Society could do them. Gain because it's less intervention. It's, it's karmic magic, if you like. Yeah, so if the, the Great Ones uh, solved all our problems for us on this planet, the world could be like a wonderful place, but for a time, only for mm. a time, because we wouldn't have learned those karmic lessons which we have to learn in order mm. to create and maintain this wonderful world for ourselves. And Dr. Yes. King also gave us the tools, didn't he? Not just the great missions, but also per- personal tools for us to use. Um, prayer, and dynamic prayer, and spiritual healing, and so on. He did. He did. And all these things are a part of the quickening which is taking place on this earth, which is all, uh, you know, so that uh, the Mother Earth can can take her initiation. And that's the other thing I would add, as well as, Uh, enabling people to remain on earth people we might never meet people who might never have heard of the Ethereum society might not know our beliefs never mind accept them can still turn to the light in numerous ways as a result of this time which has been bought by dr king he's bought tremendous time I mean, I I think you probably touched last uh, month, Chrissy, on the reason that the Master Jesus came to Earth, namely to to, to stop a catastrophe that was due in those days and avert it and delay it. Um, And that was, I mean, that took us 2,000 years to hear that real, you won't find that in the Bible or you won't find it in any of the, the, you know, St. Jerome or any of the other writers or philosophers. You find it from Dr. King. And that is... In a way, and I think that Master Jesus has said this, and we'll, we will touch on this next month, small by comparison with the change that Dr. King bought. I mean, he has, instead of the, the, the things that we've been talking about, these prophecies, this cataclysm, this darkness, this flooding, this, um, the, ma- the, the next master having to come into this and, 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 and give the message and those who heed not his words being removed, Dr. King has changed much of that, certainly delayed it. And this has enabled people to remain on earth. But the other thing, which I would like to stress, I think we are in some way, in a small way, also helping the Mother Earth when we do this. Not that the Mother Earth couldn't accept her and release her energies now instantaneously if she chose to but quite obviously she's chosen not to and she's chosen not to because she has chosen not to cause this suffering to humanity so if we bring change if we enable people to be ready more for her new age then surely it's going to make her position better and her the likelihood of her releasing her energies which is after all so so delayed already increased yes this really is the most critical time on our planet than possibly we've ever had I, because before as, as you just said the master Jesus came in great limitation and suffering to avert a catastrophe our master came to buy us time and avert catastrophe and now Far worse catastrophe yeah 
far worse. And now mm. it's up to us. Finally, mm. we have to grow up. We mm. have to realize, as our master has said, we are responsible. And this has taken us a long time. Mm. Yes, and it's very inspiring. I mean, we're so fortunate. I mean, certainly in the Ethereum Society, we're very fortunate because we have concrete, definite, extremely powerful ways, both at an energy level, which is key, because the whole thing is a quickening, but also at a karmic level. And this enables people to remain on Earth. I mean, the Master Ethereum said in 1960 said this terrestrial change will either come slowly and gradually or quickly, bringing in its path death and catastrophe. So it's been delayed, which is compassionate for humanity, gives people more time, more opportunity to change, uh, but we, we have to manipulate the karma for that. And this is what, I mean, Dr. King has in his mission, uh, Man for Man, you can see then when you look at it why he is as good as, if that's the phrase, the next yes. master with all his powers, whoever that should be. Yes. Very interesting thoughts, Richard. <laughs> I mean, as a, I've got another uh, quote here from the Master of Theorists from 1958, actually. It's, it's a transmission called Great Changes Are Taking Place. And he said, my friends, the change can take place in one of two ways, either quickly, and it is obvious what will happen if it does so, or more slowly, so that the resultant flooding of part of your world will not necessarily cause a loss of life. And there's many of these references um, to the quickening, which is going yeah. on, but the control of it, and that is, as you rightly say, not even just what Dr. King did, but what Dr. King left, which we are doing now, and we're carrying this on, uh, through all our missions, through all the radiation of prayer, uh, through all the energy releases, through the online services, through everything that we do, it, it's all enabling this con continuity. And I don't know, it isn't known, it's classified when the next master will actually come. But, you know, it, some people say, oh, I wish he'd come tomorrow. I suppose such people think they're ready. And also, I think they're quite selfish because what they're saying is, well, yeah. I'm ready for it, I'll enjoy it, and then I'll be fine and screw the rest who aren't ready. <laughs> but a more compassionate view would be, I mean, obviously, if it's for the benefit of the earth, fine. She could do it immediately, and, and she's got every right to do so, and uh, it's incredible that she hasn't already. But if she's not choosing to do so, then we should cooperate with her, and we should try and save as many, many people, including ourselves, as we can to remain on earth in her new age. Absolutely, Richard. And the beauty is that when we make this step, when we take this step towards God, and that's what it is, God will take two steps. We will feel the difference. We will be part of this great cosmic plan of peace true. and enlightenment. Absolutely so true. So it's a wonderful, liberating, and hopeful message. And thank you so much for that, Richard. Thank you, Chrissy, so much. And I uh, think that wraps it up. And next month, then, w what happened to Armageddon? We're going to go there next month and have a look at that. And we'll hand over to Nikki. Yes, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Well, I've got to catch my breath back on that lot. Thank you so very much, Richard and Chrissy. Boy, you have given us uh, more than food for thought, I believe you've given us a veritable spiritual banquet for us all to digest and contemplate upon. Thank you so very much. You have been listening to A Serious Radio Live, which is your cosmic connection, the third Tuesday of each month. The next show, as already mentioned, will be on February the 19th, when Richard and Chrissy will be talking about a really, truly fascinating topic, What Happened to Armageddon? Really, please don't miss that one. As always, our website, Aetherius.org, has more information and details of the various publications and audio titles that have been mentioned in today's show, so, and some of which are available on CD or download, so please do make the most of that. And also, um, you can connect, and please do so, with Chrissy and Richard by visiting their respective websites. That 
that is chrissyblaze.com and richardlawrence.co.uk. We really hope you enjoyed listening to a serious radio live. And we look forward to being with you next month. So please join us. But, and also remember the wonderful centennial events for 2019 in celebration of that great master we call Dr. George King. It really will be an exciting year. So please keep in touch and keep an eye on Aetherius.org. So with that, we look forward again to being with you next month.